Can something be virtual and real at the same time? The answer is yes if you're talking about end-of-fiscal-year federal buying season. It's almost here. And the government people, and contractors for that matter, are just starting to trickle back to their offices. How is this all going to work? For one prediction, longtime federal sales and marketing consultant Larry Allen. Larry, how will this work with the buying season about to heat up? And uh, nobody knows who's going to be back where at this point. Tom, that is a confusing standpoint uh, for this time of year. And as we enter into what should overall be a pretty robust fourth quarter, there is money to be spent after all. Companies, I think, are going to have to take a new approach to how they reach federal customers. It's not enough to be able to uh, use the technology, Zoom, uh, WebEx, whatever, your platform is, you have to know how to turn it into a marketing tool so that your people are really conversant with how to get the most out of that platform to get the message across, just as if you would be if you were sitting face-to-face with someone. And we know, Tom, there probably aren't going to be a lot of face-to-face meetings anytime soon between federal customers and their uh, contractors. So if you're a contractor, it's not enough to have basic familiarity with online tools. It's that you really have to know how to use them so that you're delivering that in-person message and trying to uh, do the next best thing to developing that in-person relationship because relationships do matter. That's one of the things I'm hearing more and more from people this year, more so than in other years, that feds are going to be buying from people who they're comfortable working with, who they may know uh, from previous interactions, but even if they don't know you, how do you establish that rapport? How do you establish that commonality? And sometimes you need to be creative, look for common hometowns, look for common children's names, whatever it is so that you can develop that in-person-like connection. Yeah, maybe there is someone else with a daughter named Hortense these days. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. And you mentioned in your latest column that uh, the need to develop virtual sales tactics is something that uh, is that really all that new? Because a lot of companies have relied on telephone sales for commodity type things like software packages and office supplies for a long time. So it sounds like maybe that type of sales technique needs to migrate upwards in the product food chain. Well, I think that's exactly right, Tom. I think what we're talking about here is building beyond the basic telephone sales call Uh, you're going to need at least a two, maybe three-step approach. That introductory phone call is going to work better generally than that introductory email, although I think trying both is always a good approach. Uh, You don't want to annoy your potential customer, but persistence, of course, is is key. But then take it beyond the commodity-type sale. If you're selling professional services or if you're selling an integrated IT solution, you're going to need to be able to deliver that presentation and that message uh, online in a manner at least as effective as if you were going to be in person. And you have to keep into account not just your ability to use the technology, but really the government's ability to uh, use the technology as well. Keep in mind that they're going to be likely working from a home office just as you are. And even though these are people that may buy IT, there's a big difference time between buying it and getting full use out of what it is you bought. So 
keeping your message simple, keeping your delivery simple so that your would-be customer doesn't have to become uh, a master of virtual technology overnight. That could be a new uh, phrase, MVT, Master of Virtual Technology. Uh, but, you know, uh, I prefer the keep it simple approach, uh, simple but effective and building on that commodity type interaction so that you can uh, sell and market whatever the solution is you want to get across in the fourth quarter. We're speaking with Larry Allen, federal sales and marketing consultant. And what is the experience you've seen and your clients have seen with respect to how willing contracting officers and other buying influences in a federal office are to Zoom type or video online types of meetings? I guess maybe not Zoom so much, but whatever, WebEx. Right. Well, I think that I know I've participated in numerous meetings with federal employees over the last six to eight weeks. Not all of them have been sales or marketing calls. A number of them have been policy oriented or on other topics. But the basic fact is that a lot of feds have embraced online meeting technology, regardless of the platform. Uh, If you're a buyer, if you're a seller, rather, you kind of have to know the platform that your seller is most comfortable with. Ask. Uh, There are a lot of similarities among the different platforms, but each one has its own quirks. I think that uh, from a technology standpoint, Tom, you're going to have federal buyers that are open and comfortable and probably would prefer in some cases to have an online discussion. Nobody has to go down and clear you through the security cameras and gates, for, for example. The bigger thing I think, though, is a number of companies are starting to tell me that Rather than go out and make big, bold, new buys right now anyway, a lot of what's happening is uh, extending additional deals, maybe adding certain products and services to existing contracts or task orders. So that would be something that I would be looking at regardless of the sales or marketing technology you're using. Uh, There may be opportunities, there always are in the fourth quarter to sell something brand new, but This may also be a year, Tom, when we see a lot of people who they're not hitting the pause button, but they're hitting the extension button, keeping something alive that they're already doing using a platform that's already in place and adding some more things to it to get them through the end of the year. And we should also note there's probably very little opportunity elsewhere to interact with feds. I noticed that the large ACT IAC group has decided all of its events are going to be virtual through the end of the year, and that includes the big Philadelphia confab that's been going on for you know more than 30 years now. That's going to be a new twist indeed. We'll have to see how that works. You know, one of the benefits of that event among uh, and others like it, Tom, has been the ability to have that in-person interaction, to have the face-to-face discussions, uh, sometimes with an adult beverage that kind of can help things along. Doing that online, I think, is uh, inevitable given the current environment in which we're living but it certainly is going to change how we interact. Still, if those are the opportunities that are provided to you as a contractor, you want to make sure that you're making the use of that opportunity, going online or participating, uh, being prepared. Do some dry runs internally so that you know uh, exactly what it is you're trying to do in terms of positioning yourself. There's going to be an opportunity for some education, but probably somewhat lesser opportunity for those one-on-one discussions. How do you leverage what you have to leverage? 
Larry Allen is a federal sales and marketing consultant. Thanks so much for joining me. Tom, thank you, and I wish your listeners happy selling. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.